Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm chatting with Maggie Mangioni, the CEO of Organized Life Design and six-year accredited NAPO professional organizer. Maggie leads a team of four, and they organize for clients in every space from garages and closets to pantries and playrooms. She and her team also offer virtual organization services and online workshops, which I think is so cool. And you can learn more about her company and services on OrganizedLifeDesign.com or on her Instagram at OrganizedLifeDesign. When Maggie is not designing a drool-worthy closet or dominating an office project, she says that you can find her on the running trails or just chasing after her two adorable toddlers. So today I'm thrilled to be talking to Maggie because with all of this coronavirus stuff going on, I need to organize my life now more than ever. In this episode, we'll be talking about how to stay organized and streamline your life as a mom. Hi, Maggie. Thanks so much for joining us today on our podcast, Chick Chat. Oh, thank you, Nina. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Well, first, I have to ask, how are you guys doing, you and your family, with this whole COVID-19 stuff going on? Well, first, let me say we are feeling blessed that everyone in our immediate family right now is healthy and right now safe. We're definitely heeding all of the recommendations with, you know, trying to stay stay to ourselves as much as possible, which I will say is very tough as a, as a social family, usually with a full calendar and really just trying to take advantage of the slowdown. I will say it's a little unnerving with things that are happening as an effect of it with the economy. And so we're, we're just praying. We're praying for healing for not just our nation, but, but everyone all over the world. So I think that's all we can do right now <laughs> is, is pray and hope for a better tomorrow. I agree. Oh my gosh. Our prayers the same for everyone. I mean, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> I get it. As a mom of a little one, I get it. So that's why, you know, I'm just excited for us to learn so much more from you. But as I said in our intro, I really need to get like a new schedule and be a lot more organized now that I have everything up in the air. But First, I'd really love for our listeners to learn more about you. So if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself and your company, Organized Life Design, that would be awesome. I started Organized Life Design six years ago. It was something that I had been dreaming about for, let's just say, over a decade of thinking, wow, that'd be really cool and learning that it could be a job to help other people get organized. And that's kind of where I found it is just in helping someone else who was going through a hard time. And I was a really dorky teenager who actually enjoyed cleaning her room. And when I had a friend's mom who was going through a really tough divorce, I realized that she was really overwhelmed with clutter around her house. And it was just causing so much stress and anxiety in her life. And being a really cool teenager who wasn't invited to a lot of things, I helped her get organized. And I just saw this transformation start to happen where it helped ease her anxiety and her stress level with obviously something she couldn't help going on in in her family, but she could take control of her space. And there was just something that stuck with me in that season that I was able to go through with her. And she was even the first person who 
took me to the container store. I had never known such a place existed. And it was like the mothership was calling me home. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The angels were singing. It was beautiful. And I just was like, wow, this is a place. And, and learning that being an organizer was a job you could have. So fast forward, went to school for business. And, and I did enter the workforce doing sales for a while just to kind of learn some things and and really get my feet wet in the workforce and get one of those 401k things because at the time everyone kept talking about how important it was what to get one so did that and then realized I still had this passion for organizing and and knowing my experience before I just knew I always knew that's what I wanted to do and I just really had to gain the confidence to jump off that cliff and start it so that's what I did 6 years ago and it's it's been really awesome. I will say it's it's a little bittersweet to talk about it right at this moment, only because 2019 was a really successful year for my company. And I have four team members that organize on projects with me and for me. And it's been really great. But right now, too, everything is a little bit on pause. And so it's, I will say it's it's a little bittersweet to talk about it right now, just because it's it's a little unknown what it looks like in the future. But that's sort of why we've we've shifted, maybe gone back to the basics of of helping people and knowing there's so much anxiety out there with what's going on, and really trying to empower people to figure it out. Hey, the biggest excuse for getting organized is time. And guess what you might have right now. <laughs> <laughs> some time. It's some time. Yeah. We've kind of retooled some things. I've retooled some things and kind of going back to basics a little bit and trying to help people via virtually and via videos, again, to give them, if nothing else, somewhere to feel like they have control, which goes back to the root of the story of you don't have control over what's going on in the world around us. But I truly believe you have control over your attitude and you do have control over your space, even with tiny little toddlers. I have two of them. I will say it's not every minute of every day that you have control of your space. You do have a say of what comes into your home and and you do have influence on how things are organized. And so trying to remember those things and, and try to set yourself up for success, this is really this is really a good time, not just for everyone else, myself as well. I spend so much of my energy and my time, or I had been, organizing and designing closets and organizing for clients. And so this gives me a time even for myself to, to reset my own home. I'm really trying to take advantage of that. First off, to start off with your story, I love that you followed your true passion. Like I get having to go out and get quote unquote, like a big girl job, but then like going back to like your basics of, no, I want to do something that I'm inspired by that I love and going after it and doing awesome, like having a team and helping so many families out there. But I completely understand this year is definitely going to be a telling year for all small businesses. But I really hope that we all come out of this smarter and stronger and better than ever. So I'm going to continue praying for you. But you're absolutely right. This is definitely the time. And your story about helping a mom who was going through chaos, going through a divorce, not that I don't want to equate the coronavirus to a divorce, but it's a huge life change and shift. And and when you're surrounded by that clutter and by a new schedule that you have to figure out, it can cause so much stress. And taking that time now to 
really streamline things and make things just cleaner and easier for you and your family is essential. So I couldn't think of a better person than, you know, you, a professional organizer to really have these conversations with. So I definitely can't wait to hear your tips on all of this because you're even saying, gosh, I'm implementing all of this into my house. So how cool would that be to see what a professional organizer's house looks like? I will say, Nina, so we actually started a 21-day challenge two days ago where I'm doing a live video every day of me in my own home and kind of doing a daily reorganizing challenge. So it's definitely a very vulnerable window into my own home and what things look like right for me right now. I will say that is <laughs> that is something that's very new and unique, but it is sort of taking it back to know like we're all in this together. We're all on the yeah. same page. We're a two working parent household with two toddlers. I get it. Like it, it gets a little crazy and life gets busy and trying to take advantage of that. When things get really overwhelming and we think that, oh man, I'm just fed up. I'm over it. I'm ready to just tackle it. We start with something like our closet, which as a woman, we all know is one of the most emotional spaces and therefore one of the toughest spaces to get organized. So I don't encourage you to start with your closet because let me just tell you, it can be one of those spaces that you're going to give up before you get very far because it can be, again, very emotional and frustrating and trying. I always say if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey and his Total Money Makeover, he has this thing called the snowball effect, which he talks about taking care of smaller debts and building your way up. Up to the bigger ones. Organizing is very much the same way. Tackle a smaller, manageable, hopefully less emotional project. Maybe it's your refrigerator. Maybe it's your junk drawer, which I encourage you to rename your tool drawer or kitchen drawer, just so we don't call it junk because <laughs> what we call it will go in there. You know, I encourage you to start small and really start conditioning that decluttering and purging muscle. Work your way up. Um, you know, you don't want to start with all of your keepsakes because we all know that's a, you know, eight hour event of looking through yearbooks and, <laughs> and old photos and not quite getting as far as we think we should be. Oh gosh, you get so overwhelmed just in that whole process that you totally do want to quit <laughs> in the middle of it. And then it's, you're like in a worse position afterwards because <laughs> it's just a mess everywhere. Right. You've undone so much and you can't put it back. So start small. Start with smaller projects. Start with the easiest room, perhaps. Maybe it's just your front foyer entryway area. Somewhere small that, again, you can hopefully finish in a day. And you'll start to see that you kind of can step back and look at that one space, that one area and go, oh, okay, I can do this. And again, you start gaining that confidence, work your way up. And, and so that way, as you gain that confidence and you start figuring out how to organize those spaces, you're able to tackle bigger projects because you're, again, conditioning that purging muscle. And it, and it, get, it does get a little bit easier as you go. I love how you're calling it a muscle because that completely makes sense. If you're not used to doing this, you're going to be I hate to call it this, but weak and not so strong at that. But the more that you practice and starting off like like with weightlifting, like you start off with lightweights and then work your way up to the heavier stuff, it's the same thing. Start. I love that how to get started is just working small and then working our way up. That makes complete sense. Yeah. If you could see my decluttering muscles, I would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I would be ripped. I will say it has the opposite effect. Sometimes I'm so quick to give away things or, you know, get things out of the house that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I could have used that a month later. But the more you learn to be a little bit ruthless with it, the funny thing is, I have never had a client call me and say, man, I really wish we hadn't given away X, Y, Z. Once you get rid of it, you either learn to work around whatever it was that you you said no to in your home. And you also realize a lot of times, oh, you know what? I really never used that. I really never wore that dress that I thought I was one day going to figure out how to wear or pull off an outlet outfit with or oh you know what my kids are fine with the the these amount of toys that we decided to keep and the others that we got rid of turns out they don't really care they haven't noticed that they're even gone and again so once you do that again in smaller doses and you work your way up you realize that it's maybe not as traumatic or as you're not left feeling as empty as maybe you thought you were going to feel and you condition that muscle and you've really started to gain the strength and confidence oh i love that and This is a total side question, but I hear you saying like, give up or give away. What are some resources or businesses or whatever that you recommend whenever someone is going through their things and says, okay, these are the items that we no longer need. Where would you recommend going and looking when you're ready to to give those things up? I love that you brought that up because sometimes it's not just about being able to say, I don't have a use for this, or this isn't bringing value to my life anymore. To that question, one thing I find is when we know where it's going and we know that this thing could possibly bless someone else's life because it's no longer blessing our own life, then it makes it that much easier to say goodbye to it because you know it can bring someone else joy or bless their life in a different way because you're like, man, you know what? I have these three strollers. I never use this one. I know that there is a women's shelter down the road. I bet you they could use it. And I guarantee you that there is someone at a women's shelter who could use an extra stroller that you no longer enjoy using, right? And so we actually have a blog on our website where to donate everything. We have it for Houston, but there are some of the things that we suggest that are also national. And so I would say there's a lot of blogs like that that go over places, but I definitely am someone to look at assistance ministries and women's shelters first. And again, too, you know, I have moms who used to be in the workforce and there's a lot of places where you can also donate your old work clothes and help people who are recently, especially women who are recently had been homeless or got out of prison or maybe had just been in a bad situation and aren't able to afford work clothes and would be extremely blessed by the old work clothes that you had used before. So there's a lot of avenues. Definitely when you have a certain category, I promise you the Google machine will tell you somewhere where that category is needed. And so if you happen to check out our blog and see some of the resources, I'm definitely an advocate for places like Goodwill, which is national as well. And one of the reasons being too, is that so much I want to say, and maybe don't quote me on this, but I want to say it's 95 cents of every dollar that they sell in a Goodwill store goes towards someone's job. And Goodwill, especially in Houston, is really known for hiring people who may not have the longest resumes and maybe be needing to build up their resumes. And so they have people who a lot of them have been incarcerated. A lot of them have been homeless. I've even met some of these people from a previous job I had that work in the in the warehouses of Goodwills. And it's really cool to know that, hey, I don't have a use for this two trash bags full of donation items. And I know that when I'm taking it to Goodwill, that 
that it's going towards providing someone a job who really needs it. So there's definitely an endless amount of resources that can give you so much Again, it feels good to be able to know that, hey, not only do I not need this, but I know it can bring someone else something really good. I'm going to definitely get that link from you and we'll be sharing that link in the notes of this episode. So if our listeners click the link in the description of this episode, so then you can find out some great options of where to donate your things once you do tackle uh, some of those spots in your house of organizing and streamlining. So that's perfect. Thank you so much, Maggie. My next question is, if there's a mom who feels just completely lost and disorganized, what are your like top three tips to help her feel more put together? I'm going to say this is my first one. Give yourself grace. Really, because I know it's so tempting to want to feel like all the things we see on Pinterest and Instagram and blogs and what have you of these beautiful homes, that that's what we need to have. But our society, and I know things are kind of transforming a little bit, right, even as we speak, even as this will be published, that we're sort of in a huge transition period for our society, I, I really, truly believe We feel like we have to do it all and we have to do it all perfectly. I do hope that maybe a silver lining in some of what's changing will will help us take take that out of the equation of expectations. Just because, too, I think holding yourself to that standard can always make you feel so disappointed. And when you're a newer mom... It's easy to feel that pressure. And so my first tip is just to give yourself grace, because if you're wiping anyone's butt but your own in your household, girl, you are doing a lot. And and being organized on top of that is, yes, it helps and it's great, but it's it's just not all going to be perfect all the time. And I have to tell myself that on a daily basis. So just know I am there with every mom who would absolutely love there to not be toys on the floor. But what I've known for myself is, hey, let's limit the amount of toys these kids have access to put on my floor just to save it. Let's that let's call that even like because they'll be on the floor at the end of the night. We can throw them back in the bin, but just know during the day they're going to be on the floor and that's okay. They're kids and especially toddlers, their motivation to clean up after themselves is pretty much zero. So (laughs) you can only do so much. So that's my first tip. And the second one to that would be to start small. Again, don't start with your wardrobe closet. I promise you that will end in tears. Work your way up to that when you've started gaining confidence in some smaller spaces and you've started realizing your process with being able to purge and declutter. And another huge tip, especially with moms and new moms, is really be cognizant of the incoming. I get it with the presence and the grandparents and everyone wanting to just shower your children with gifts. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I won't pretend like it's an easy conversation to have. It's a lot of times what I find, especially with new moms who have very doting grandparents and friends and family members, is just to be honest about, hey, we're really trying as a family to keep things simplified. And if you want to give them a gift, we would love, I would say tickets to the zoo or the movies, but right now that doesn't seem like the most ideal thing. It might be getting a little creative right at this moment, but for the most part, thinking about other ways to give children 
something that's not always another toy or another outfit that maybe isn't needed. When kids are back in school, which we're all going to pray is going to be soon, but helping with the things that they bring home from school and just trying to always be cognizant of the incoming because that's where the clutter comes in, right? It comes through your doorways. We're not the only person that lives in the home. You know, we have spouses and children and and all those people that do bring in things as well, but it still comes in through the door. So just make sure that you're trying to be aware of that and don't be afraid to start drawing some lines in the sand and just letting other family members know this is what you're trying to do and, and try to get your family on the same page as well. Because when everyone has the same goal in mind, as my husband always says, teamwork makes the dream work. So (laughs) making sure we're all on the same page with organization goals as a family is really, really important. Awesome. Great. These are great tips. Definitely giving ourselves grace and starting small definitely helps. I wouldn't say that I'm like disorganized, but I'm not always quick to like, oh, at the end of the week or once a month or spring cleaning, let me attack this. That's just good reminders that we're all human and starting small, working our way up and and finding great resources like yourself, Maggie, to help us tackle the big ones like the garage or whatever it may be at your house is super helpful. So what do you think is the best way to organize our day now with everything going on? Like, what do you think moms should be thinking about when organizing their day? And this one I will say is is really hitting close to home just for the fact that we are, as is so many people, not just even across the nation, but across the world, our whole schedules have been completely upended. Activities have been canceled or completely changed. I've suddenly got a preschooler that I've got to figure out how to homeschool. And at homeschool, luckily, she's not in a a grade like she's not a teenager in high school that we really have this really we're studying for the SATs or anything. But, you know, she's so used to being in preschool full time that this is definitely a huge change. So I would say what we're and again, we're sort of live figuring this out, too. As I'm developing how this is working, I have realized and even just over this weekend have figured out, okay, everyone needs to have their own type of schedule in a sense that here are my new work hours, right? Because my work hours just completely shifted. That being said, I'm not working on site with clients right now, as is not my team. We've made the decision to follow what the protocols are being recommended to keep everyone safe and get out of this as soon as possible. But I've made a schedule that says, okay, here's my goal work hours, right? Because we all know a schedule is a goal. It's not necessarily, we're not going to hard, fast and rule about it. And there's not a giant clock that's going to be buzzing every time we're supposed to be changing courses. But it at least gives me a loose structure on when I am going to be being in my inbox or working on videos that we're doing for this 21-day challenge while we're all home. But I've made a a schedule, again, very loose because it can be flexible, but at least a goal for my preschooler. I've made one for my two-year-old who, again, that one's more, hey, let's make sure we feed her and sometimes she might want a nap. And then my husband as well has had a goal. And just make sure you're looking through these schedules and how they all they're going to overlap because if you're all home, kind of like we are right now, you're going to want to see and make sure that they make sense with each other. Because if you're all home right now for a little while, you don't want them to be conflicting, right? If you're saying, okay, I plan on helping my toddler or my preschooler work on her reading and spelling. Well, obviously that's not going to be the same time as I'm working in my inbox. So making sure that they overlap well enough. And I always say too, 
just tweak as needed. So if you're in it a couple of days with what you are setting as your goal schedule and it something is really not working, change it. You have the power to change it. So even if you made the rule on Monday, if by Wednesday you're like, this thing is a hot dumpster fire, it's time to <laughs> time to change it up, then, then go again. And the same goes, and I always say, don't be afraid to tweak. And that goes for organizing spaces and organizing schedules. Because as you, and this is something that you can take into when we do start to re-engage with society and re-engage with school activities later on is tweak it. If things are stressful and kids are tired, you're like, oh, maybe I'm just doing too much for them or they don't need this much, or we need more downtime, or, you know, we need to move our exercise earlier, that will help take the energy level down or what have you. So again, always be open to tweaking. And I really encourage parents too, especially when it comes to schedules, kids are smart. I think we don't give them enough credit early on, even the three, four and five year olds. I think that it's healthy again, within reason, talk with them about kind of what's going on. And we're going to try this schedule and ask for their feedback. You can do what you want with that feedback. But again, I feel like, again, you're kind of getting buy-in from them on what makes sense and what, hey, what do you want to do for our exercise on let's do, we're going to do Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they might say, oh, we want to do a dance thing and find a YouTube video to dance to. I don't know. There's so many avenues out there, but getting feedback from them helps them feel a part of the process. And then they're a little bit more dedicated to the process, right? They're a little bit more enthusiastic about, oh, hey, remember, we're going to do dance class now because you said that'd be a great idea for Tuesdays. Okay, cool. They'll be more enthusiastic about following this new schedule when they feel like they've had some influence on it. I encourage moms, even of preschoolers, you'd be shocked how much that you realize that they're paying attention to right now. That's so true. And I love that. It's kind of like even with parenting, rather than saying, oh, this is what you're going to do. I need you to pick this up or these are your, you know, this is what you're eating for lunch. Giving them not the option to say no, but these are your two options or giving that feedback. They do feel so much more excited to participate and just, yeah, feeling like they're part of the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, I mean, I will say again, I'm used to having kids in school full time. So it's, I'm learning with a lot of people right now, and especially moms who have worked outside the home for even part time or full time. But it's a new thing to kind of suddenly be the teacher, educator, schedule maker of what's going on day to day. And so it's, again, taking deep breaths when things don't go is according to plan. Know that that schedule is a goal and, and having them have influence, I think will help them be excited about it. Awesome. So now that we're entering this new season, it is officially spring. When it comes to organizing, what are your top tips for closet purging? I know that you said that it is the last thing that we should be tackling, but <laughs> come on, even if it's like our toddler's closet, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> So I've got a couple of good rules when it comes to decluttering and purging. One of those rules, and I kind of mentioned the word before, is be ruthless. Take no prisoners. This is a time when it's, I want you to just be very, go with your gut on your decisions and stick with it because your gut is absolutely right. If you make that cockeyed face when you try something on, um, and I use the analogy of shop in your closet, which considering we can't shop anywhere else at the, the present moment, or <laughs> right. places, this is a great time to shop in your own closet. And I mean it, like go into your closet, pretend you're at Target, which is where I would usually shop and go through and say, would you pick up that shirt and pay for it today? 
And that really tells you how much you like that shirt, what it makes you feel when you see it. If it's something that fits your style today, because style is ever changing. And it is something that even as a mom, sometimes I know that I became a little bit more modest when I became a mom. Not that I, I like to think I didn't turn totally unhip, but I, I certainly had some things that I was like, ah, eh, you know, I got the tummy and I don't really want anything tight on my stomach. So literally everything that was tight on my stomach went straight to Goodwill. I was like, okay, bye-bye. So be really ruthless in your decisions and go with your gut on that. Uh, one of the other ways, you know, we talked about shopping in your own closet and literally picking up something and asking yourself if you would buy it today is just making sure that everything serves either a purpose or brings positivity. There's things that may not bring positivity, like maybe your underwear. You're like, I don't know, it's whatever, it's serving a function, it serves a purpose, but may not bring positivity. And then I go, positivity comes into play, like, I'll give you one very specific example. I have a leather jacket that I got when I was a junior in high school, I think it was. And it's a leather jacket that I try to find an occasion to wear for maybe once a year. Now, I will say, do I need this leather jacket? I almost never wear it. But let me tell you something. I remember getting that jacket when I was a junior in high school, and luckily it still fits. And it just makes me feel super hip when I wear it. And I'm sure it'll be vintage if it's not vintage already. And so I keep it because it just makes it just brings me happiness and it's positive And it's kind of like that sparks joy saying. So again, does it serve a purpose or does it bring positivity? That's something to ask yourself when you're going through things in your closet. One more thing I would say too to that is, and I have started to change this analogy a little bit, is would you want your ex to see you in it at the grocery store? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so that, now I, I'm trying to alter that a little bit because there's not a lot of us going to the grocery store. And obviously in the present time that we're in, it's a little, you know, we're kind of not caring too much. So would you want everyone you know to see you in it in an online video of some kind? So that's kind of, the, I'm changing that just a little bit because right now not a lot of us are, are going to the grocery store, at least not as often as we maybe were before. But do you want everyone you know from high school to see you in a video in it? So if it's not bringing you that confident feeling when you wear it, it's definitely something to consider saying goodbye to and, and letting it go maybe find somebody else who may feel more confident wearing it. And that's okay. It makes more room in your closet. Awesome. Okay. So now when it comes to the overall home, like tackling a playroom or just basically like living in a house with kids, what should parents be thinking of when streamlining their lives? Take it one space at a time because it can be really easy for us to think like, oh man, and I don't know if everyone else is like me, where mine always like, I say, oh, I'm going to tackle this one project. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do this one drawer. And then suddenly it becomes the entire bathroom, right? And you're like, okay, wait a second. So definitely just streamline by starting small. And maybe too, again, if this, we're trying to make it so that this 21 day challenge is available to start at any time through our email list. But I would say too, what I love about doing it is that I've given, I've been trying to give structure to do one space at a time, kind of in the order we're talking about. Because again, you don't want to sometimes starting with the biggest, hardest spaces can be so overwhelming that you give up. But if you're starting again, starting with the smaller, easier spaces and working your way up and going from space to space that flows into each other. Like for instance, I think sometimes when we're trying to start with oh man, my bedroom's really 
unorganized. And then when we try to organize her bedroom, we realize what it is, is that it's the closet from the bedroom that needs help because everything is bursting out of that closet into the bedroom, right? It's good to know what order because spaces feed into other spaces. Sometimes the entryway can get completely out of whack. And really what it is is, well, your kids' rooms, you know, all the kids' stuff is ending up in the entryway. And really what it is is the kids' rooms need to be started with first and then leading into the entry. But again, this can kind of go a few different directions just depending on what things feel disorganized in your home. Almost take two steps back when you're thinking about a space that needs to be tackled. Right. And so just quickly, let's say they're wanting to organize, streamline, and they're starting small. Would you recommend someone to do something like try a new project like once a week or once a month, like on like a normal kind of basis? Or or do you have any kind of guidelines when it comes to that? Right now. I feel like we're spending a little more time at home and tackling one space per day could be possible. Now, let's fast forward. And if someone happens to be listening to this and life has returned to some version of normalcy, kids are back in school and maybe you're going back to work a little bit more regularly. Everyone's going to be a little bit different, but I do challenge people when you have an organizing goal not to drag it out any longer than you can. And the reason I say that is because it's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid. It's the slower you do it, the longer it feels, the more painful it feels. And the same thing kind of goes with tackling getting your home organized is, and this is why too, when our team works on a project, we try to get as many organizers on site the same day to tackle a space as quickly as possible, because we do know it gets a little bit worse before it gets better. And that goes for doing your own projects. But I will say the longer you drag it out, the the tougher it can be to get to that finish line. I say compact it as much as you can. If you happen to have more time right now in your life, because maybe work has slowed down, your schedule has slowed down, man, I say go balls to the wall. Really go for it and tackle full space per day if you can possibly do that. Or if that's not it, again, maybe making a goal of doing one space every three to five days if you're just doing like after work, after school hours. And I always say like try to limit your outings for a little bit and just get one space from start to finish as quickly as you can, because I promise, again, it's like pulling off that Band-Aid. There's something empowering and very focused when you can do that. So I, I definitely say try to shorten that process as much as you think you can manage. Awesome. Okay. That's really good to know. All right. My last question, which I think is a fun question and I'm dying to know, but Maggie, as a professional organizer, what is your favorite organizational tool or product that you absolutely love and recommend? This is going to be three small answers only because I couldn't pick. (laughs) Perfect. Number one, and this is where I think people miss finishing a project. And again, my goal is I want people to be able to finish the project is labeling. So my number one thing is a label maker, really, because a label maker, and again, you can get fairly like $25 on Amazon. Brother is one of my favorite brands. I hope they sponsor me if they're listening. (laughs) Holla at your girl. But I I highly recommend a label maker. And if you don't want to get that fancy and use something that prints, honey, you can write it on a piece of paper and stick it in a label holder. Like, right, there's so many different ways to label, but a label maker is definitely going to be my number one. I have to 
side to that, that a measuring tape, surprisingly, is a very helpful organizing tool. Just because when you're figuring out organizing product for a space, you got to know how big the space is. So whether it's a closet or bins for your pantry or whatever, or even your fridge, whatever it is, whatever space it is, you need a measuring tape to know what size of a bin you need or a basket or whatever it is you might be looking for. Or heck, you might even need it to figure out what size hamper you can fit. So a measuring tape's a really important tool. And I wouldn't be very good at my job if I didn't say we also offer virtual organizing services. So (laughs) I would say that's a great tool to use if you're totally stuck on how to set up your space. We offer a way to be able to send pictures and measurements. And this is where a measuring tape comes in handy for sure. And that way we help pick the product and the layout for that space that you have. A lot of professional organizers are starting to offer this kind of service. So I definitely encourage a tool would be a virtual organizing, and it's usually a lot more cost effective than maybe having someone in your home. So that would be something too, just to help you give you like a plan, a blueprint that says, okay, here, Nina, this is what you're going to do with your pantry. These are the types of bins based on what I see in the pictures to fit the categories you're trying to fit. And hey, these are some really cool labels you could stick on these bins. Go to town. <laughs> No, I love that because it's so true. Sometimes you'll look at things and you'll be like, oh, okay, now I'm going to do this. But because maybe, yeah, your layout is different or you have a bigger or smaller or just a funky shape (laughs) compared to like other spaces, having someone to talk to and knowing, yeah, here is a blueprint that works for you. Definitely helpful. So no, this was awesome. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me today. It was really great chatting with you. And I really plan on implementing these tips in my life right now because I need to. (laughs) I need to organize things and I need to organize my life with all of this craziness going on. Thank you so much for happening. And I do hope that, again, the whole reason I started this, and maybe this is the reason God is having me go back to the beginning, is... I get it personally very much so as much as I know a lot of people out there. I have an anxiety disorder myself. I can't control much in the world. Actually, I can control zero things in the world. I can't even control my own children, let alone what's going on in the outside forces. But you know what? Having a little sliver of clarity and peace in my home, in, in my spaces, man, it's just, it's like taking a deep, slow breath in a yoga class, right? It brings me the same sort of zen. I hope that these are helpful and help people find that in this time that we're into. So that's that's my prayer and my hope. So I really appreciate you having me and I really hope this is helpful to someone out there. It's already helping me. So yes, we're so appreciative. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you guys for tuning in in today's episode. We'll be posting today's conversation on our Baby Chick Facebook page. And we want to hear your thoughts and questions when it comes to organizing our lives and homes. As always, subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and of course, our website, www.baby-chick.com. 